Welcome to Boosting Your Financial IQ, a podcast for investors, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and individuals looking to transform their organizations and lives through greater financial literacy. I'm Steve Coffrin, and I'll be your guide as you seek to better your financial life. I turn around, grow, and invest in high potential companies, and I'm here to teach you the fundamentals of accounting and finance so you can speak the language of money and act intentionally to drive greater financial value. Are you ready? Let's do this. Thanks for joining me for another episode. Before we get started, remember that this content is for educational purposes and should not be construed as financial or legal advice. See the podcast notes or byfiq.com for a full list of disclaimers, terms, and conditions. Now on to the episode. Hi everyone, welcome to Finn Weekly. Today is Wednesday, April 26, 2023. My name is Steve Coffrin and we have a lot to cover in the world of finance and in the economy overall. So let's go ahead and jump right in. All right, first up, let's talk about US debt. Janet Yellen is imploring lawmakers to raise the debt ceiling once again, as she credits the Biden administration with making a historic recovery in the economy from the coronavirus pandemic. However, the United States reached its statutory debt ceiling limit of $31.4 trillion in January and more spending is just going to cause more inflation. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and other Republicans are demanding future spending cuts as a compromise to increasing this debt ceiling, but Biden and his administration want no such conditions to exist. However, if we spend more money as a country without increasing our revenue, without increasing taxes, as a way to compensate for our massive deficit, remember our deficit was $1.4 trillion last year, then all this is going to do is cause more inflation in the economy, which will force more interest rate hikes in order to curb this inflation, causing the economy to suffer even further. Moving on to big tech, Microsoft outperforms Google in quarter one. The 48-year-old tech giant Microsoft reported revenue growth of 7% from its cloud business and sales of commercial software. In contrast, Google's parent Alphabet only saw a 3% increase in its top line. However, Alphabet had some good news to report as its cloud computing business made money for the first time, turning a profit of $191 million. At the same time, Alphabet announced that it will buy back up to $70 billion of its shares in the near future. Moving on to Apple, Apple is working on an AI-powered health coaching service and new technology for tracking emotions. This is an attempt for the company to lock in more customers with health and wellness features. The coaching service referred to as Quartz will leverage artificial intelligence and data captured by the iWatch in order to make recommendations to users. Moving on to car manufacturers, Tesla is now charging less for its cheapest version of the Model Y SUV. The average SUV in the United States sells for $46,990 and Tesla's Model Y will now come in at $759 less than this average. Tesla's founder Elon Musk denies starting a price war, however, his rivals are viewing this recent move differently. In fact, Musk may be betting his entire business on this new low-cost, razor-thin margin, scale-at-all-cost strategy. Moving on to banking. First Republic Bank announced on Monday that its deposits fell by 40% in quarter one to $104.5 billion. This is a stark contrast from the $206 billion estimated by analysts. 
Since the recent Silicon Valley bank collapse, over $500 billion has left small to mid-sized banks and has been moved into larger institutions or money market accounts. And here's a fun fact for you. There are $17.5 trillion in overall bank deposits in the United States. Now these movements in bank deposits may seem small in relative to the $17 trillion. However, this is still signaling a lack of confidence with the banking system within the United States. On to credit. Credit is drying up in pockets of the economy. The amount of corporate debt trading at distressed levels has increased sharply by 300% in the recent months. In addition, corporate bankruptcies are on the rise as they hit a new high in March. This is the highest level that they've reached since July 2020 when the economy was in a terrible position with the coronavirus. As a result of this increase in distressed debt, corporate bankruptcies, and what's going on in the overall economy, Banks are tightening their lending standards, making it more difficult for businesses and individuals to access the credit that they need. U.S. consumer confidence fell for the third time in the last four months to 101.3 in April, down from 104 in March. This is the lowest level since July of 2022. Americans are worried about the job market, the strength of the banking system, and high inflation. Large companies are continuing to announce layoffs with 3M being the front runner on Tuesday, announcing additional cuts of 6,000 employees. Disney is also planning on slashing 7,000 jobs in 2023. All right, let's talk about millennials for a second. According to a recent Ernst & Young study, millennials missed out on last year's market rally as they preferred to keep their money in cash or in money market accounts. However, millennials are not the only ones who are showing signs of risk aversion. In fact, UBS warned just this week that they are seeing signs that their wealthy clients are also being timid when it comes to making investments. Last week in my update, I talked about the UK and how inflation is still running piping hot over there at 10%. But check this out. The Bank of England's top economist announced just yesterday that people in the UK need to just accept that they are poor, which is crazy, right? Really? People should just accept that the central bank is destroying their purchasing power and hurting their overall economy? That's just ludicrous. People should not just accept that central banks are destroying the money supply and devaluing currency across the world. So that may sound like a lot of doom and gloom, and I know there are a lot of bad things going on in the economy right now, but I don't want you to fear. Remember, faith and hope is what it's all about. Finn Weekly provides you with the facts, but also I'm a big believer in the future. I'm bullish in the future and I think the future is bright. We may just have to go through some hard things in the near term in order to get our economy back on track. But here are some things that you could do in your life or in your business to combat what's going on in the economy. Number one, last time I talked about securing a credit facility and I think this is really critical. As credit is drying up and bank lending standards are tightening, now's a good time to go out there and secure that credit facility. It could be a home equity line of credit or it could be a line of credit in your business. But whatever you do, make sure you have a credit facility in place to cover you in times where you may need access to this type of capital. Number two, build your emergency fund. Now is a critical time to have at least three months of cash to cover your normal operating expenses. That could be in your personal life or within your business. Also with this three months of cash, you should have three months of credit at least to cover your monthly expenses. So how you figure this out is you take your average expenses and then that number times three will tell you how much cash and how much credit you should have. So you should have three months of cash and three months or more of credit available to help you to thrive during these economic conditions. Number three, pursue investment strategies which help you to mitigate against the harmful effects of inflation. 
at a minimum, if you're sitting in cash, make sure you move that money into a high yield money market account. But don't lock your money up for an extended period of time where you can't gain access to it because interest rates may continue to increase and you don't wanna lock yourself into a CD or something that has a fixed rate when interest rates are likely to increase over time. But whatever you do, make sure you have an investment strategy so you're not watching your money just erode away from inflation. And number four, continue to watch for more market updates and increase your financial intelligence. Just by watching this video, you are on that right track. So if you haven't already, tell your friends about the Boosting Your Financial IQ app, spread the word about Fin Weekly, and continue to tune in as I provide regular updates. And in the meantime, remember, don't let fear paralyze you. The future is bright. There's a lot of great things on the horizon. We just have to get through this time, like I said. The best thing you can do is invest in yourself, build better skills, and increase your financial literacy so you know what's going on and you can take control of your financial future. All right, that's all for now. Cheers. Hey, real quick, if you get value out of this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would leave us a review. Also, if you want to be featured on the show, send me a recording with your name, your age, where you're from, and your question through a voice note or a video using your smartphone. Then email me the file at hello at byfiq.com. BYFIQ stands for boosting your financial IQ. So once again, it's hello at byfiq.com. If selected, I'll give you a shout out and answer your question for you and the entire community. One last thing, if you want access to additional resources that will help you fast track your path to financial freedom, visit byfiq.com or download our free app in the Apple or Google Play app store today. Thanks again.